Section 7 of Riverdale Stories. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Riverdale Stories by Oliver Optic. The Young Voyagers, Chapter 2. The Bible says that the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. Frank ought to have obeyed the Spirit of his father's order as well as the letter. He told him not to go in a boat. This was the letter. But he meant that he must not go on the water, either in a boat, on a raft, a log, or anything else. This was the spirit. Don't you think Frank disobeyed his father just as much as though he had gone in a boat? I think so, and I am pretty sure you will think so. A little boy's mother once told him not to go out the gate into the street. Pretty soon he was seen in the street, and his mother called him into the house. Didn't I tell you not to go out the gate, said she. I did not, mother, replied he. I got over the fence. Don't you think this little boy disobeyed his mother? Don't you think he was just as naughty as though he had gone out at the gate? He only minded the letter of the command, when he should also have obeyed the spirit. Frank was not satisfied when he stepped on the raft for he felt that he was doing wrong, but he only meant to go out a little way, just far enough to get the lilies. Joe Birch had a long stick, and he and Frank pushed the raft away from the shore into the deep water. The young voyagers were by this time fairly afloat. They were now in the midst of the lilies. I will help you get the lilies, said Frank, and he stooped on the raft and picked a full-blown one from the water. Not here, I want to sail a little before I get them. But I don't want to sail, added Frank, who had only meant to get the lilies and then go home. Can't help that. I want you to go with me. I don't want to go. But you must. You shall help me push the raft. I can't go. You shall, said Joe, in such a tone that Frank felt very sorry he had got upon the raft at all. Let me off, and you may keep the two cents, pleaded Frank. I mean to keep them anyhow, so take your stick and push as hard as ever you can. Please to let me off. No, I won't. That's flat. Frank wanted to cry then, but he knew that Joe would only laugh at him if he did, so he kept down the tears and tried to look bold. The raft floated out into the deep water. The boys could not reach the bottom with their poles, but the current bore the raft slowly down the river. Joe liked the fun but Frank felt so bad that he wanted to cry rather than laugh. The river grew wider as they went along, and the raft was out in the middle of it. Poor Frank began to be afraid he should never reach the land again, for their little bark was not very strong. The current had thrown some of the boards out of place, and he feared it would come to pieces before they had gone much farther. Perhaps he would not have been afraid if he had not disobeyed his father. Doing wrong makes cowards of men, as well as boys. He could no longer stand up on the raft, so he sat down on one of the boards. Joe only laughed at him, but I think he too was afraid, though he did not like to show his fear. Those who make fun and laugh when they are in danger are often more frightened than those are who look calm and serious. For some distance the water was smooth, and the young voyagers got along very well but they soon came to a place where the river was full of rocks, 
Some of them rose above the surface of the water, and some of them were only just covered. The stream was not so deep here, but the current was more rapid. The raft began to move faster, and Joe tried to keep it from striking against any of the rocks. This would have knocked the raft in pieces and thrown the boys into the river. Joe worked very hard, and he was angry because he had to do all the work alone. Frank was so frightened that he held on to the raft for dear life. How he wished himself once more on the land. Come, get up and help me, said Joe. I can't. I'm afraid, replied Frank. Yes, you can. Jump up and push off from the rocks. I can't stand up. I shall fall off into the water. Get up, or I will knock you over the head with my pole. I can't. Then Joe struck him on the back with the pole, and poor Frank, afraid the bad boy would throw him into the river, had to stand up. He was so terrified he could not do anything to help Joe. Just then the raft struck upon one of the hidden rocks. The shock threw Joe into the river. Frank saw him sink down where the water was over his head. He was frightened almost to death, for he thought Joe must surely drown. Frank had seated himself the moment the raft struck upon the rock, or he too must have been thrown off. The boards and the rails were all thrown out of place by the shock. When Joe went into the water, the raft was relieved of half its load. Then, as it did not sink down so deep as before, it passed over the sunken rock, and Frank was carried down the river. Expecting every moment to be pitched into the water, he held on with all his might with both hands. Joe could swim a little, and by the aid of his pole he reached the rock and climbed upon the top of it. He was thus saved from drowning, but he had not a very good place to stand, for the water was halfway up to his knees. Besides this, if no one came along to help him off, he might have to stand there all night. He did not think of such a thing as swimming ashore, for he knew he could not do it. Frank gave himself up for lost. He never expected to see his father and mother and Flora again. Then, more than before, he wished that he had obeyed his father. Then he promised himself, if his life could only be spared this time, that he never would disobey his parents again. The raft floated rapidly down the river, till it came to a wide place called Willow Pond. It was about half a mile across from bank to bank, and Frank was carried right out into the middle of it. The current was not so swift here as in the narrow river, and when the raft had been carried out ever so far from the land, it seemed to stop. Frank could not see that it moved at all, and he was afraid, if not thrown into the water, that he should have to stay there all night. But the raft did move, though it did not seem to do so. It was more than an hour in passing through the pond, it was almost dark now, and everything began to look very gloomy. The poor little boy thought of his happy home, as the darkness began to gather around him. The pleasant parlor where his father and mother and Flora were seated seemed more cheerful than ever. Oh, how he wished he was only there! His parents and his sister were no doubt wondering why he did not come home. His father would go out to find him, and search all over the village for him. Then he thought how Flora would cry, if she only knew where he was at that moment. End of Section 7
Recording by Scarlet, Louisiana.